Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Tonight I am your host Dan Potts and I'm doing another one to 11. The international break is kind of coming to an end now um, and that means it's going to be Arsenal again at the weekend, which is at the moment unfortunately a little bit depressing. So while we do these 1 to 11s is we try and put some positive uh, vibes back and get involved in some ex-players and go through some uh, moments and goals and um, Arsenal history and memorabilia. Joining me tonight is a couple of uh, panellists. We have Mr Guns and Yellow Ribbons himself. I call him the Irish Paul Merson. I also call him Michael Parkinson. Fergus Keaton. How are you, Ferg? I'm very well, thank you very much. How was the, <laughs> how was the real uh, Paul Merson yesterday? Uh, he's not as uh, dyslexic as you, mate, I don't think. the other main man at the minute. It's his 1 to 11. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also joining me tonight is a good friend of mine, Mr. Arsenal Fan TV himself, uh, also on the podcast, same old Arsenal with me, Mr. Lee Judges. How are you, Lee? Uh, good, thank you very much. Um, thanks for inviting us on here. Really looking forward to it, Dan. Really looking forward to it. So, yeah, so I, positivity man. that's what we need, yeah, right? mate. Absolutely, let's invite everyone back in. Um, listen, uh, thanks very much for coming on again, Lee, and doing this no one of 11. I just think it breaks it up a bit, mate, and gives us something to talk about that isn't just depressing, if that makes sense, at the moment as it has been. So, um, thanks for coming on, mate. You know, the no. score <clears throat> you start, it's your one to 11, but you have to have seen them play live or on television. Right, so how hard was it for you to pick these? Because it must have been hard to leave people out, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I've left some right. I, I think I've left some proper players out, you know, so um, some real tough ones. But um, I felt like, um, I think I've, 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 I personally think I got it right. Like, you know, I, I think, well, I've seen your team, man. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So start us off, mate, with your goalkeeper. Let's go for it. Who have you gone for in goal in the sticks? Because you could have had a few options. Yeah, a few uh, options. Um, I, like, I think Pat Jennings come very, very close. Very, very close. Right, okay. you know, he was my sort of really first goalkeeper. That, uh, I, I don't know if you uh, remember, like Jimmy Rimmer was probably the first goalkeeper that uh, I sort of remember. Bob Wilson was just a little bit before my time. But, um, <laughs> but uh, Pat Jennings was was brilliant, brilliant goalkeeper, even though he was like towards the end of his career coming to the Arsenal. He was still fantastic. But I think... We're, I've gone for David Seaman because I think that we got him <clears throat> in his prime and, you know, was it was there for a very, very long time. And uh, I just felt in in the 90-91 season, he was absolutely, like, fantastic that first season that we had him. There was doubts about, well, what, did we really want to get um, get him in because uh, John Lukic was a good goalkeeper for us as well, by the way. But... Um, George Graham felt that he was the best and, and he proved to be it over the years as well. England's number one as well. So Dave Seaman gets my um, number one in goal. So what year did you start watching Arsenal, Lee? <clears throat> I can't remember what year it is. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're young, my dad used to take me over and I just remember people like uh, Pat Rice, uh, Liam Brady, Sammy Nelson, that sort of era. But whatever year that was, 76, maybe 77, around about that time that I started going to, to, to games. Not all the time, just, uh, you know, like if my dad was, you know, in a good mood and decided to take me, like, you know. So uh, we used to gain mm. the clock in. 
Uh, I don't know why I ever went in the clock end, you know what I mean? I remember, <laughs> you know, like wanting to be in the North Bank all those times. And he said, when you're old enough, you can go in there. But, um, and that's what I did when I was old enough. I, I went down the North Bank. But, um, yeah, so around so the about 70s, then, yeah. So early 70s, 70s yeah. Then, yeah. Like uh, mid 70s, please. Cool. Please, Dan. Cool. Mid 70s will do, mate. Um, right back. Who are you going for at right back, mate? Really tough one again. I think there's um, three players I've got to mention before I went with this one. Um, Lauren has to come close. Come very yeah. close. Come to my thinking really, really close. But I just didn't think probably defensively he was probably strong enough. Pat Rice was the first right back that um, I can remember. And he was a fantastic right back for us. And um, had a little spell and a couple of seasons with um, Viv Anderson. He was a magnificent uh, fullback. I'm telling you, like up and down, scored some goals. You know, a European Cup winner with Notts Forest, England international, superb player he was. And um, I think if he had stayed at Arsenal a couple more years, I would have probably gone with him. But Lee Dixon gets it for me because, again, mm. you know, was fantastic in there for us. Um, and. Uh, Again, played a lot, a lot of games for us and uh, won titles and, um, you know, could defend, also could get forward as well, like, you know. So, Lee Dixon uh, gets my uh, right back berth. Great shout, mate. I was a massive fan of Lee Dixon. Massive, yeah. massive fan. Great player. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, mate, I should have said this before, but my throat is absolutely killing me today, so I'm proper <laughs> croaky as hell. Um, mate, have you, gone for four, have you gone for four at the back, have you? Yeah, four at the back, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, old school. For, yeah, old school. Uh, <laughs> who have you gone for alongside him as your first centre back? Then first centre back. Um, I've got, well, there's only one. There's only one. <laughs> he, he, he had to be captain as well. Um, to me, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure watching him uh, over the years. Led by example, you know, uh, didn't always plain sailing for Tony Adams, but um, you know, every time there was a a problem he um he sought to solve it i just thought he was a you know an excellent excellent defender and i i would imagine that everybody doing their one to eleven if they'd seen tony adams play they would have put him in there so um he, he comes in there as my uh, uh first central defender and also my captain as well so um would, you, would, would, you have would i have him as a manager Oh, that's a tough one. I, I, do you know what? I wouldn't have him as a manager, not necessarily a manager, but I'd definitely have him on the coaching staff. I definitely, you know what I mean? He could surely do something towards our back four. Lee Dixon always says that, you know, he used to coach the players on the t on on the on the pitch. So um why couldn't he do it, you know, uh, coming through? Surely someone like the younger players would look up to somebody like that. I, I I'm I'm amazed that we've not um delve into his like defensive skills and got him on the do you not find him a little bit i don't want to be derogatory to the guy but he's definitely a bit eccentric oh he's very eccentric but in a nice way though for this in a nice sometimes way, that's like. good isn't it sometimes yeah. that's good. i think listen I, I i think that if you ever speak to him he, he does talk about his demons a lot you know so maybe for the younger people that wouldn't be a good fit you know, like you wouldn't want to hear all those sort of things all the time if you're young and impressionable. I don't know. But um, certainly from my point of view, when you when you talk, he's one of those guys, I don't know if you've ever met him, but when you when he talks, you feel like you've got to listen. I, I don't know if you've ever met him, but like that's how I felt when I've met him. Very, very nice guy. 
listen, the other week he played, they had the England international thing at, um, at Wembley, didn't they? You know, like the thousandth game. And he went in his, in his Arsenal scarf. So it just tells you all about the man, you know what I mean? Like, goes to yeah. the international thing and his Arsenal scarf. And I just think that he's Arsenal through and through. And, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, everybody that's, you know, you talk to, to players that have played with him, they all turn around and say what a, what a skipper he was and whatever like that. So, and there's a lot of admiration for him. But, you know, um, eccentric, very, very much so, certainly with his wearing of suits, you know what I mean? He wouldn't uh, win no fashion awards, I have to say. But, uh, but absolutely fantastic central defender and... Without that, has to come in. Well, difficult to dry clean some of them. Say again, sorry, folks. Difficult to dry clean some of those suits, don't you think? Oh yeah, I wouldn't want to do them, like you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that green one that he wears is absolutely awful, by the way. Like, like really, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to tell him that. Though. I'm never going to tell him. <laughs> to be fair, I think I think everyone's put him in so far. I don't know an Arsenal fan, Arsenal fan that wouldn't put Tony Adams in. Yeah. How can you not? You know, absolutely superb. Um, mate, alongside him, who have you gone for, Lee? Alongside Tony Adams? Um, uh, Sal Campbell. I, I, I'll tell you, a very, very difficult decision because you can look at... I, I think that there's three central defenders that could, could in, my, in my time, push him. And that would be Steve Bold. Martin Keown was a fantastic defender. I have to say that was very, very close. Under, I think Martin Keown, by the way, was underrated at Arsenal. I think he was that good. He I could do. defend, um, you know, like man mark and everything like that. And I just love the way, he, you know, he played the game, passion and everything like that. So he, he come very, very, very close. Um, and David O'Leary has to get a mention as well. You know, he was, I think, a central defender that played like late 70s through the 80s and 90s. And if he played now, he'd be a perfect central defender. I think like played a little bit before his time, if you know what I mean, as far as the way he played, you know, good footballer. Um, very rarely got muddy. Um, and he was a great, great defender. But when Sol come, I just think that um, we was we're needing a central defender to replace Sol. And do you know, the reason that I put Sol in there is because when Sol Campbell come here, as good as Tony Adams is, and you just said there that everybody's put him in there one to eleven, yeah. no one turned around and said, "Oh, we missed Tony Adams." You know, you yeah. know, when Patrick Vieira um, <clears throat> left out, and everybody, <clears throat> I've caught you. What you got, Dan? You have, mate. You know, like, um, <laughs> Contagious. Uh, everybody goes, "Oh, we missed Vieira, we missed so and so," but no one ever turned around and said, "Oh, I don't know, we half missed Tony Adams because Sol That's Campbell's coming." Point, you know. And such a, a good point. A, a fantastic job there and a good leader as well, strong. Um, you know, had to have some personality because of, you know, the, the Spurs connections as well. Won the fans over immediately, absolutely immediately and, and was a colossus for about four or five years. I thought he was fantastic. So he, he gets it for me. I never thought about it like that, man. That's a great point in terms of Tony Adams because they didn't, did they? I think everyone missed him as such as the, the person that he was and the captain that he was. But in terms of the quality of the team, I don't think we did go down. And that is massively uh, respected to, to Sol Campbell. I think it's a great shout. Um, left back must have been hard, Lee, do you reckon? There must be a few, wouldn't there? Jeez, do, do know, great left backs. Great left backs. Uh, Sammy Nelson has to get a mention when he first come there. Like, you know, uh, Nigel Winterburn, I'm going to say this now, um, I have to say, probably one of the most underrated uh, fullbacks. Harry never got so many international cat. Well, I, I don't know how many he got, but he got a handful. But 
was absolutely brilliant for Arsenal. Got to say that, like, but it come down to two. And I, I honestly, if if I would, I've gone for Kenny Sampson because when I was um, growing up at that time, and I I just thought he he could attack, but he also could defend. And I think that he was just slightly better defender than Ashley Cole. That's the only reason I've gone for it. Nothing to do with the Chelsea connections or anything like that. I just felt that um, Ashley was, you know. I, I, at the end of the day, if someone said to me, I'm putting in Ashley Cole, I've got no argument. I think it's just, um, I, 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 if I'll be honest, I think it's just that I like Kenny Sampson when he first came to the club. It was a little bit of a favourite of mine. Uh, I just like the way he played. How's so, he doing these days? Because I know he had a bit of a tough time. Of it, yeah, as far, as far as I know, he's still having a tough time, you know, sort of in and out of things, you know. And it was always, you know, there was a room that the reason that he came to Arsenal because... Um, it was through gambling problems that he'd, he'd um, owed a bit of money, so he needed to, to uh, transfer out of Crystal Palace, and that's why he comes to the Arsenal. Um, but even for all those problems that he had, I think he, he had a bit of the gambling problems all through his Arsenal career. Um, I, I also think he t- he, he came to Arsenal, I think it was about the 88-1 season, when, <clears throat> when you think we got it bad now, you know what I mean? We was awful <laughs> then. And uh, <clears throat> he... Um, he came into a side that was really struggling in the first couple of years, but he was just, you know, played along uh, um, as a partnership with Graham Ricks and they was absolutely fantastic down that left side. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, Ashley Cole, I've got to say this as well, has got to have a big, big mention. I think that um, was absolutely superb for us for, uh, you know, to come through the ranks and, and do what he did. I, I thought he was a brilliant, brilliant player as well. That's, and that's who I had in mind because uh, I didn't see Kenny or any of those players. I, I actually called as my, as my yeah, player. yeah. No, look, listen, I, you know, um, it would be interesting to see from what the old, you know, like the 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 guys say, like from fifty upwards would would say. You know, I, I think honestly, if if you had done a poll, that it would be very, very close. Fifty one forty nine. It'll be interesting to see what Trent has to say when he does his one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it'd be very interesting to see that one, to just see what, what he does put from there, like, you know. And it, and it is a sad thing that someone like... But just shows you how two, two great full-backs they were, because probably Nigel Winterburn would get into most most others. If take them two out, he would probably get into it. And Sammy Nelson was a great left-back as well. So, um, But, you know, I think that them two were a cut above. Yeah. Fair one, mate. I can't argue with that, to be fair. Um, you've gone for four at the back. You've gone for four in midfield as well. Who's yeah. your first, uh, first centre midfielder then, Lee? First centre midfielder. I, again, I think that everybody's Arsenal 1-11 will have this man in there. Um, very, very close to being captain. I, I just thought he was absolutely... One of my favourite ever players, you know, uh, Patrick Vieira. I think that mm. um, he would have to be up there. Uh, do you know what... <clears throat> I put him very, very close, you know, to, to you know, Burkamp and Omri get everything because of their striking roles and everything like that. But this this man to me was the the very, very best at what he'd done in the world at the time that he'd done it for for many, many years. And we was lucky enough to have him, you know. He, he, if you if you wanted to mix it with Patrick. He could mix it. If you if you wanted to play football, he could play football. He could do the lot. He could do the absolute lot, you know. And um, speaking to players that have played against him, 
they just said, you know, he, he couldn't get close to him. You know, someone like Steven Gerrard, who I, I think is probably one of the best midfield players I've ever seen in the Premier League era, turned around and said that he was the best and, you know, absolutely wiped the floor of him in the FA Cup final in 2001. But um, unfortunately, uh, he got the winner's medal. But uh, he was that good. He was that good. And my brother, as, as you know, is a Spurs fan. And um, he went to the um, semi-final. Oh, when was that now? 2000, 2001, the semi-final at Old Trafford. My brother went there. I met him afterwards, uh, after the game. And that was the first time he'd seen Patrick Vieira live. And he just said, I've just seen the best player uh, I've ever seen today and, and, and that wow. was Patrick Vieira like you know so to get that from a Spurs fan was was unbelievable he was awesome that day as well so Patrick Vieira one of the best I've ever seen I you saw, think I as well first, I saw him first I'm sorry uh, Potsy I saw him first against Liverpool I think was it man I remember he got, he got sent off a, a, a red card at Highbury uh, and he was getting red cards <laughs> many red cards <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think he had eight that in one season didn't he so sorry go on <laughs> I was just going to say the one thing that I will say about Vieira, which I think was just made the game for me, was the Vieira and Roy Keane situation oh, at Arsenal. Fantastic! Man fantastic. Yeah. You know, see, unbelievably now, if they played now, you wouldn't get that. You know, because uh-huh. they were not allowed to tackle like they did. You know, but I, I remember going down Wembley Way in '98 for the FA Cup final, and everybody singing that Vieira song, you know what I mean? It comes from, it was absolutely fantastic, you know what I mean? It was a great song as well, you know, everybody sang it. And um, yeah, those those times with Vieira, like, you know, were, and, and Keane were unbelievable, unbelievable, like, you know. <laughs> Personally, I think that uh, Roy Keane, I think, is a fantastic foot player. I just think that Vieira was better than him. And that's not being biased, that's my opinion. I think that they were... Head and shoulders above everybody at that sort of time. They had everything, the pair of them. But I just think Patrick just was a slightly better footballer, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So we go rolling back the years again for this next one. I'm interested to know about this because I, I I only know what I've seen on YouTube and what I've heard about this lad. So who've you gone for alongside Patrick Vieira? Best player I, uh, I've seen at Arsenal uh, until I think until Dennis Burkamp come along and Thierry Henry. He was that good. It was that good. I remember when I was a kid, my dad said, just watch the number. Well, do you know what? He, he, he was famous for playing in number seven, but he did play number eight a few times. And I remember him playing number eight with my dad saying, uh, and it was like, oh, is, is Liam Brady playing today? Yep, he's playing. You know, you'd never got the team sheet and everything like that. And it come out and um, he, he, my dad just said, just watch him, just watch him. What a player. Um, left foot, of a wand, an absolute wand. And, you know, Arsenal, it took Arsenal quite a few years to recover when he left. He he, he left um, Arsenal, went to Juventus and he cracked Italy, which was very, very hard to do at that moment in time. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful player. If you ever get to look, two, two games to really go and look at um, on YouTube is the time when Arsenal win 5-0 at White Hart Lane. He's just absolutely unbelievable in that game. And the goal he gets in that is unbelievable. And the FA Cup final in 79. You know, this is a player, of course, when, you know, you could um, get away with murder, kicking them and everything like that. And and he just bounced off players and he just dominated games. And for me, you know, like as a kid growing up, I I just loved them. 
I loved him watching him play. And uh, I'm a little bit jealous because my brother's played a couple of rounds of golf with him like, over in Thailand. And I've never been out again. I've never met him. Never met him. There was one opportunity I had because they come over and they was meant to meet him uh, for the West Ham game last year. But he, he, he got caught up in saying, but he's one, one of the players that I'd love to meet. You know what I mean? Because I think if I'll be honest, he was probably the one that pushed me towards going for Arsenal. You know what I mean? I used to go to Arsenal one week, Tottenham the next week when Tottenham had players like Martin Shivers playing up front from my granddad, my mum's side were all Tottenham. So in those days, you could go to Arsenal one week and Spurs the next. So my granddad would take us to the to Tottenham. That's how comes my brother, he comes Spurs fan. He'd go Tottenham one week and then Arsenal the next. And two things that, well, three things that, made me sway towards uh, Arsenal were the red and white shirts, Ivory and Liam Brady. So, um, you know, I just thought he was just, you know, absolute class. Fergus, you've obviously uh, seen a lot of Liam Brady in terms of your Irish connections. I've seen loads of them, but the only thing I did see of him was in, in green and white rather than red and white. Yeah, so um, he, he he carried Ireland, which is not a, not a, a hugely talented team, that uh, carried us um, all the way as far as uh, Italian 90, but unfortunately uh, didn't make the actual final tournament due to an injury or something like that uh, towards right. the end of his career. So, yeah, no, no, brilliant player. Yeah, I agree with you, 100%. If you had to compare him to someone in the modern game, Lee, who would it be sort of in the last sort of 15 years or so? What's he like? Who's he like that I'd know? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, no, I put you on the spot there, Ben. I but yeah, put me on the spot there. I think he was all left footed, so it was very, very difficult. Um, who would you, who would you say? That's a was he like one, a, was he sort of like a, a box to box? Was he more of a yeah, he was a box to box. He, yeah, he, yeah. he was like, um, he, he had it all. You know, this hmm. this this thing about our holding midfield players and oh, uh, uh, or or a number ten and all that. In those days, it wasn't like that. You know, it was up no. and down. They was yeah. what they done is what they done. He he could tackle, he could pass, he could do. Uh, do the lot, but he was mainly um, he was mainly left-footed, um, uh, and he just had a wonderful pass. And he chip, he got the name Chippy because like people, it's a myth saying because he liked chips, but I, I, I don't think it was. Like, <laughs> just like he just like yeah, he had this lovely little chipping pass. I think that's where it come from, like you know. So uh, yeah, and um, you know, very very competitive. Um, Still, apparently, my, my brother's saying he don't like losing on the golf course. So, uh, he, you know, he's still got that competitive edge. So, yeah. I, I'd have to have a little think about what, what sort of player, you know. I, Ireland had another player, like, I don't know if you remember him, Kevin Sheedy. He was a sort of left-sided player. But I think Liam Brady was better than him, but everybody used to say uh, Sheedy was a really good player. But, um, you know, he went... He was in the, the era of Platini. I think he was as good as somebody like that. You know, they. Uh, you, you don't went, get many players who played for Ireland and end up in Italy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's quality, absolute quality. Yeah. And, mm. and 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 uh, bossing it over there as well, like yeah. you know. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, terrific, terrific player. Like, pl- lucky to be able to have seen him play. A couple of people have said that they uh, it reminds them of either Bobby Perez or Silva. So David Silva, yeah, it's a good call. Good call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it'd be better than them in this this era as well. Don't forget, you know what I mean? That, that he got tackled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, different pitches, you know. So um, wonderful, wonderful player. 
Just a quick shout out to my mate Jamie. Thanks for watching, Jamie. I'm surprised you are, seeing as you're a Norwich fan, mate. But fair one. Thank you very much, mate. Top lads. Hopefully we'll uh, beat you in a couple of weeks, mate. <laughs> and I'll speak to you soon, bud. Um, Lee, we're going to go over to your right midfielder, if that's all right, mate. Yeah, right. Um, difficult one again, I've got to say. Very, very difficult. Um, a lot, my dad turns around and says one of the best players, the best player that he's seen, and that's like alongside Liam Bailey, was a was a player called Georgie Armstrong. I actually never see Georgie Armstrong play, or can't remember him playing. But my dad says that he was definitely up there. Um, the two that I I feel that in my time uh, uh, really got got the uh, well three. I'm going to go three because he did play there a little bit. Um, I, I, I've got to mention Freddie. I thought Freddie was um, fantastic for us for a few seasons. You know, uh, in all our glory years was um, very, very much up there. Paul Merson, for me, would have to get a, a, a mention as well because, you know, he was superb for a, a very, very long time at Arsenal. Doesn't get the uh, praise that he deserves, I don't think. I thought he was a wonderful, wonderful player. But my my right-side midfield player is, unfortunately, he's not with us no more, and that has to be Rocky. Um, absolutely from 86 till about 91, I just thought this boy was breathtaking. Harry never got as many, in, he didn't get as many international caps. Just shows you all that, uh, how clicky England can be because he was by far the best player in that position in, in the team. He was like, he had every, you know, we talk about Liam Brady. Um, Roe Castle had it all as well. He had this skill. He'd done this step over. Uh, I remember like even trying it when I was playing, you know, and it full players in it, but he'd done it every game and he full players, you know, of top quality, power, pace, could get stuck in. Any Arsenal player you talk to the, the boys that play with him, all have got the utmost whatever for him. You know, unfortunately never got to meet never got to meet him, which is, you know, you know, yeah. a, a, a real Signal for me because everybody says what a lovely fella he was. Um, and if you go back onto the YouTube games, you know, uh, Man United when it was really battles and everything like that, he's in the heart of everything. He gets stuck in, but he's not nasty. Do you know what I mean? He was never a nasty player, but he was mm. 100% fair, hard. If you ever get an opportunity or you've not seen it, go on YouTube and watch his goal against Manchester United at Old Trafford. Yeah. He does Brian Russell, Paul Vince and <laughs> Schmeichel in one move. It's an absolute breathtaking goal. And he done goals like that all the time. Cropped up with some uh, very, very important goals through his career as well. Like, you know, um, I'm going to say this. When he left Arsenal, um, I think three or four players, it's really upset me when they left Arsenal, you know, and, and he was one of them. When he left, I was absolutely mm. gutted when he left. And um, I think, you know, a wonderful, wonderful player. So he just, he, he gets it on the right-hand side for me. I think as well, Lee, with, with Rocky, obviously, Gilberto Silva and Ray Pard always get mentioned about how underrated they were for the club. And I think that Rocky's right up there because as much as he's yeah. a top draw, I don't think he's quite rated as highly. He's, some of his skills are like Brazilian skills, aren't they? You know, he was that good. He was that good. He had everything. He, he had terrific skill, um, pace, you, you know, uh, athleticism, you, everything you wanted, he had it, like, you know. I, yeah. I, I think he was underrated, not by Arsenal, I think he was more underrated by the country because I think that he was, he should have played. I remember going to um, Wembley 
I think it was Denmark. It was nil nil when he made his. I think it was Denmark when he made his uh, international debut, and three of three of our mates, three of my mates, went along just because it was Rowcastle and he was going to play for England. I, mean, I never really was into England at the time, but it was a freezing cold day. It was a crap game, but we see Rocky make his England debut. And that, and we went just because of that. And there's not many players we would have done that for, if you know, at that time. He was that... Mm. It's just he had a, an aura about him. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I know like certain players get... You know, Ray Parler gets... There. I have to say, by the way, that he'd have to get a mention for the right-hand mm. side as well. I was going to say, yeah. You know what I mean? In 98, he was as absolutely, absolutely sublime. And again, you know, you sort of, with Ray, wouldn't get in it. But, you know, if you put him up there, he'd be very much in a lot of lot of squads at Arsenal that were, were great, mm. you know. So, uh, he'd have to get a mention as well. But, um, yeah, fair one, Rocky, Rocky was class, class. And over the other side on the left, mate, it's uh, fairly easy, was it? Fairly easy. I think, yeah, probably the best footballer. I, I think that Robert Perez um, must have been the easiest player ever to coach because he'd just done everything by the manual. I thought he was absolutely like, you know, his first touch, his passing. The 2001-2000 season before he got injured, I, 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 don't, I don't think I've seen anything like that. You know, he was absolutely brilliant. The goal we got against Aston Villa always sticks out in my mind. Um, I don't know if you remember the one against um, Southampton, which yeah. started off that um, unbeaten That run was unbelievable, wasn't it? Uh, unbelievable goal. Unbelievable oh, goal. brilliant goal. Uh, um, uh, one of the, the reasons I think that you know, he, 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 I don't know how many goals, but he always seemed to score against Spurs as well. Like he did. I mean? so, um, <laughs> that was always a nice little habit to get into. Um, I so think the it, biggest compliment I can give Perez is he, was, he had, you already half mentioned it about his 2001-2002 season before he got injured, but that was the only season I sat there and I thought, he's better than Giggs here. And Giggs, for me, was just unbelievably good. I mean, he was yeah. by far one of the best players I've ever seen in the Premier League and maybe the best player to play in the Premier League. But that's another story. For me, there was one or two seasons where Perez was as good, if not better. And that's the biggest compliment I can give him, you know? Yeah, I also have to say this. I don't know how other Arsenal fans are feel about it, but when he got injured, I was absolutely gutted and he used to count down the weeks, you know, for him to come back. It was like... And I remember yeah. the game that he came back against Ivory. It was... It, it, Oh, Robert Perez is on the he's going to be on today. And 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 I, I imagine every Arsenal fan counted down the day. And to his credit, he came back from that injury and was as good. Um, I don't think he was better, but he he came back as good, you know, and was you know, like um come back in the invincible year. Uh, the Liverpool goal. Do you remember that when we was one nil down with about ten minutes ago? He cut inside and smashed it uh, for the winner. You know, he could just do that. He, 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 you know uh, remember that penalty, that penalty against Portsmouth. <laughs> I, I happened to be in a box in the club in the clock end uh, for that one, and it was just right in front of me. And I was uh, on on top of the, the Portsmouth fans. Um, for that. They weren't very happy. Yeah, and, uh, he absolutely got pillared for that, really. But like, I've seen a lot worse, so I have to say. But yeah, <laughs> like, uh, but you know, he he got pillared for it. But um, yeah, great player. One, one, one little player. one little misdemeanor, like you know. I think all the girls loved him with his long hair as well, and um, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he just remember that he used to do that, just that little thing like that. You know what I mean? He just he, he was all he was class. And I've got to say that the story, I don't know if I've ever told you this, is that I come out of um, 
Chelsea would we'd I think we'd lost to Chelsea. And uh, as I'm walking along, uh, Robert Perez is walking alongside me. So I said, oh, like, I thought oh, I've got to ask for his, uh, you know, like for a photo. So I said, can I, all right, for a photo? So he said, yeah, yeah, no problem. So over the phone, he goes, you, um, he says, I'm trying to get to Earl's Court. Do you know where Earl's Court is? So I said, I'm going there myself. Follow me, like, you know, it's the best 10, 15 minute walk of my <laughs> life. You know what I mean? Like walking along with Robert Perez, talking all Arsenal. And I can tell you this now that he stopped cars were getting, stopping people getting out of their cars and having photos done. It, it was about, to Chelsea to Ells Crawl is about 15-minute walk. Like, well, it took us about 45 minutes and he kept saying, oh, sorry about this, sorry about this. And I said, take your time, Robert. I'll, I, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, it, it went on forever. And you know when he got to Ells Court and he said, oh, this is it. I said, this is Ells Court now. Like, you know, he said, oh, I'll go in there. Like, it was a... I was so sad as I waved him goodbye, like, you know what I mean? It was just... It was just <laughs> and the here, you're on Arsenal Fans TV and Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Ah, uh, yeah. So, you know, and I don't think I was on... I don't think I was doing all that sort of stuff then. It was just... Uh, I might have been, but it was... Uh, it, it, it was just 30 minutes of pure, pure joy just walking down the road, you know. And people must have been thought, oh, like, he's his mate or whatever, like. I was <laughs> of his mates. It was just a fantastic half hour, so I had that. As well claim, to claim to fame, mate. Claim to fame. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, brilliant. Two centre forwards, Lee. I'll let you choose which one you want because there's a. Oh. There must be three. Uh, mate, you've left one out, and I'm I'm gutted you left him out, mate. But go what, on. Lee, what Lee Chapman? Yeah, that was a, that was a <laughs> good one. That was you know what I mean. So, listen, when we first started off at Arsenal, some great centre forwards. Malcolm McDonald was a great centre forward for us. Uh, then Frank Stapleton was was fantastic for us. You know, my, my first real number nine that come into to the to the equation um and we we then we, we you know like alan smith has to get a mention as well was fantastic for us like you know but uh i on it i'm going to say this now boys when ian wright come along i never thought i'd seen him you know i, I thought that's it he's got to be in my team he's got to be in my team um i, I didn't see anybody else ever taking that um from from him, then the song come out. You know what I mean? On the Friday night, I've seen the new Ian Wright, and it was true. You know, I mean, when Thierry Henry come to the club, you know, he was absolutely fantastic. And I was a little bit, um, uh, a little bit gay when he first came there because I don't know if you remember, we just sold um, Nicholas Anelka, who I thought yeah, was going to be the best player. I'd ever seen at Arsenal. As a teenager, probably him and Cesc Fabregas, you know, were the best two teenagers that that um, what were about. By the way, just going back to Liam Brady, if it weren't for Liam Brady, Cesc Fabregas would have got into my my team. He was another wonderful, wonderful player. But but Nicholas and Elka got into the side and um, I thought he was going to be the best thing I've ever seen. But we sold him and Thierry Henry came along. And I wasn't quite sure of him at first. He missed a few chances. I thought, oh, what have we got here? Like, you know, got another another Nicholas Pepe here, haven't we? Like, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that's another story. Um, oh, and then he just become this. It just become this monster, a monster of a footballer that I never imagined that I see. Powerful, pacey, skillful, goals for fun. Well, just you know, what I mean, poor Ian Wright um, was soon forgotten in, um, from that point of view. You know, not not really forgotten from um, the love side of it, but like from ever getting into a lot of top teams, you know, 
Ian Wright's place was uh, going to be taken by this man because I just thought that he was... He had everything, didn't he? He had absolutely everything. Goals that he scored and, you know, there were times when I think that he, towards the end of his career, he he, um, he carried Arsenal as well. So he'd done it all with the great, great team of, of the that won the titles and that towards the end, you know, the goal against uh, Real Madrid, well, you know, I mean, unbelievable. You can go for like solo goals that he got, Tottenham, you know, so many. Yeah, so Liverpool. Many. Uh, Liverpool, oh, well, that, that game there, just drugged us through that game there. Uh, never mm. to lose against Spurs in the North London derby. Uh, you know, just unbelievable. I remember I saw him uh, at Highbury against Leeds where he scored four. That was oh. absolutely amazing that night, wasn't it? You know, And then well, he came back to us as well and scored against Leeds with that yeah. unbelievable goal. And Yeah, just one of my favourite ever players. His, his last touch for Arsenal was a goal. You know, you can't, you yeah, can't, I know, mate. Uh, uh, you know, iconic players like Vieira and Henri, you know what I mean? Their last last act for Arsenal was scoring scoring goals. But uh, yeah, terrific, terrific player. And, um, you know, listen, you can argue that probably the best ever Arsenal player. They've got a statue there. I do believe they should have one of Ian right there, if I'll be honest. No, I, but, do. I do, I do. Um, um, but... Uh, Maybe because he was, uh, you know, I, I, he never played at the Emirates or, or nor did Tony Adams to come really. I just felt that Ian Wright, you know, I'd like to see, to be honest, a little statue of him and David Rowcastle together. That'd be, be very, very fitting. But yeah. I, I, I do believe. Which statue should come out first? Or would you like one with the two of them hugging each other or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Do you know the one at Southampton? Saying like one of them, of them, I think that they'd both, uh, you know, like both like families would. Um, and they grew up together down in South London. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think that, you know, Ian would like that as well, like, you know, but I, I do believe that, you know, um, you know he deserves maybe, a statue. Maybe we should get Arsenal fans to put all their energy into getting a Rocky and Wrighty statue outside the Emirates rather than... Yeah, like, it'd, be, it'd be really, really nice, you know what I mean, if they've done it. I know they've got their pictures up in the, the stadium and everything like that, but I just think that would be, would be nice. Um, I agree. You know, because he was a he was you know a legendary goal scorer for us at the time. Um, yeah, but um, you know Thierry Omri's got one there and deservedly so. Um, you know, and I don't think I don't think we're ever going to see anything like him in the Premier League again. You know, as, as a striker. Yeah. No, I've got to agree, if I'm honest. I've got to agree. And then, uh, say, don't always say this, save the best to last, but someone else with a statue, um, go for it. Who's your last player? Yeah, I, I just think that probably the man that changed changed Arsenal, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, um, I, as much as I loved Omri as a player, I just think that Dennis Bergkamp's the best player I've ever seen play for Arsenal because he could just do everything, absolutely everything. You know the passing that he that he done the goals, uh, and I just think that he changed Arsenal. What no other person did, and I just think that um, you know I just got to say that some of the goals he got the Newcastle goal was sublime. The hat trick against Leicester was was sensational. But just an all round play, you know, could pick out things. Had a little bit of a nasty streak to him. Got stuck in. Um, and I, I just think was a wonderful, wonderful player and um, class, you know, like, um, and we was very, very fortunate to have the likes of Dennis, Thierry Omri, Ian Wright uh, uh, and, and Nicholas and Elka in that sort of era. And, um, 
you know, when when people try and compare um, people to Dennis Burkamp, it does make me laugh because he was so um, uh, so unique. Um, yeah, I, I just think that um, he had everything. Um, what was your favourite goal that he scored, Lee Burkamp? Newcastle or Leicester? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what my favourite goal that he ever scored for Arsenal? Um, wasn't one of those two ones. Do you remember the one he got against Spurs when the ball came across and he cut inside oh. and it was right and he smashed it in like you know what I mean? Ian Wright it, did that amazing bit of trickery down the wing, didn't he? Yeah, right, that's right. Put it in. across and he come his bag gets in there like you know what I mean? That was a a great fit. That was a great gun. I don't know if you remember the one at um, uh, Sunderland. Yeah, he, where he did that. The little fit, yeah, done that when uh, he'd been yeah. sent off or, or saying happened in the week before or saying like, you know, absolute class. But you could, you know, like there, there, there's some fans, other fantastic goals. Also, the one that his, his first goal ever for us against Southampton, um, I remember the crowd going absolutely wild when that went in, you know. So, um, you know, uh, some some great, great goals. And I think that, when he first came to Arsenal, we, we was not our great. We'd, I think we'd just come off the back of one of our... Uh, um, yeah, it was Rioc, wasn't it? Wor- Rioc yeah, days. World Seasons. And I remember I was travelling around America at the time uh, and we just picked up a paper, me and my mate, and, you know, um, Burkamp and David Platt had signed for Arsenal. And uh, uh, unfortunately for David, I, I weren't too excited about that one. But when I see Dennis Burkamp, I thought, wow, I've got to get back home and, <laughs> uh, and, and watch him. And, it, you know... Absolutely. Wonderful player. You know, great, great player. Lee, thanks very much, mate. Going to run for your team now, mate. You've gone for David Seaman in goal and obviously mentioned a few other goalkeepers you've had over the years. You've gone for a back four of Lee Dixon, Tony Adams, Sal Campbell and Kenny Sansom. You've gone for Patrick Vieira and Liam Brady in centre of midfield. Robert Perez on the left wing. Rocky Rocastle on the right. And then Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp up front. That's a hell of a team. That is yeah. a hell of a team. Listen, if that plays in the Premier League this uh, this season, where does it finish, Lee? Well, it beat Southampton Saturday. I'll tell you that now. Like, <laughs> that way. I I, I, I'd be quite looking forward to the game and I wouldn't be having to drink six or seven pints to go and watch it. You know what I mean? Like, um, well, I'd be amazed if that didn't, didn't win the league. I've got to say that. I'd be amazed if it didn't win the league, you know. Yeah, the subs bench would be just as good as well. You know, but like, listen, that that that, that would uh, I can't I couldn't see that losing too many games. If I'll be honest, I, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think it would lose a game. There you go. Brilliant. And just before we do go and finish up, mate, manager, who would you who would you have as your Arsenal manager of all oh, time? Oh, got got to be uh, got to be Uri Emery, isn't it? Got to be like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> without, without, a shadow, without a shadow of doubt. There's only one manager, you know. I, I, listen, I've been very, very fortunate. George Graham. Do you know what? I'm going to say this now. Um, George Graham has given me my best two ever moments as an Arsenal fan. Okay. Um, which was the um, semi-final win against Ars- uh, against Tottenham in 87. And, of course, 89 uh, at Liverpool. You know, they, they were the two best things. But as great as he was for us, Arsene Wenger took us to a level. Do you know me and my dad were talking the other day? I went around seeing my dad the other day and he said, do you know what, son? We had the cheek to moan when, our, when in 2004 at some of the Arsenal performances. And he goes, and, and look at it now. You know what I mean? How blessed we was, you know. And Arsene Wenger gave us that. He gave us 2000, he gave us 98 
2002 and, and of course, 2004. And, um, you know, out, out there we have a moan when I look back at that, like when we when we drew at, <laughs> a, a couple of games somewhere along the line. I remember losing to Cholton at home once and I was going mad, you know, and you think to yourself now, if, if, if only I knew then what I know now, you know, because they was just... Uh, I remember that game. George grabbed yeah. what's his name? Richard Wright. Richard Wright was punching the ball in his net and stuff. Oh, I remember that. Just a nightmare. <laughs> we ended up winning the league. You know what I mean? That yeah. season. But um, you know, uh, you know, moaned when we when we drew a game for the Invincible. I remember drawing somewhere. Oh, wait, I wait. Do you know what I'm going to say this now? You know, people go. You know, when they sing that song, we won the league at White Hart Lane. I come out there fuming. Come out fuming that game because we was two nil up and drew two two. <laughs> and I, I, when I look back on it, that's how that's that's how um, that's spoilt, spoilt we was. You know what I mean? That's how good we were, mate. I wanted a win here. I wanted a win here. We was two nil up. You know what I mean? <laughs> For calm down. You know, you know what I mean? We just won the. <laughs> no, we was two nil up. Gin Lehman, what's he doing? Uh, and I never really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I never really enjoyed it because I felt that we should have won that game. You know, and and really and really um, rubbed it in. You know. Um, Lee, there's, there's, um, uh, there's somebody who either thinks you're a lot older than you are or doesn't understand the rules of this that you've actually had to see in real life. Uh, cathartic, um, said Herbert Chapman. Lee, I don't think you just, just missed Herbert, didn't you? I did, I did miss Herbert. My first manager was uh, uh, Terry Neal that I can really remember, like, you know, so um, Terry Neal. Uh, Donnell after that but uh, yeah so uh, Herbert Chapman's a little bit before my time as was Bertie <laughs> me cheeky side maybe, maybe you might know. be around for Herbert yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, saying, like, you know I mean? <laughs> he, he was running around oh. in his shorts in like you know so uh, absolutely yeah. boys thanks very much uh, Lee absolute top and man as always mate proper appreciated that really good team enjoyed it Fergus as always mate top lad I'll let you wrap this up because you uh, you always do your little spill at the end but thanks um, for letting me do this again mate no problem. Really enjoyed it. As always, uh, you've done really, really well, Dan. Um, uh, I love watching these. I don't normally get involved because I'm a bit of a control freak, as you know. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll leave you to get on with it. Uh, Lee, thank you. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed no, I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed doing Gooner as well, which is if people want to listen back on SoundCloud or Spotify or anything like that, there's a Gooner to Gooner, so you'll you'll get the link to do with uh, the dry cleaning. You'll know a little bit more about <laughs> Lee as well. <laughs> Um, can I can I just say quickly, Ferg? Trev doesn't appreciate that comment. <laughs> get frozen? Is that what it says? Sorry, I'm not gonna get frozen. I think it says yeah. Can't even spell, can he, Trev? You know what I mean? I am old, don't it? Like, I mean. uh, right, listen. You have been watching Guns and the Other Ribbons live. This is a, a one to eleven, uh, hosted by Potsy uh, with Lee Judges. Me just in the background, uh, a little bit playing with all the screens and stuff like that. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you like it, if you uh, tell your friends and mates about it, if you're on YouTube, click on the bell and subscribe to us. Uh, if you're on Facebook, just keep on joining in. Um, we will do a podcast um, later in the week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday next week, uh, after our 10-0 victory against Southampton. Uh, <laughs> you, can t- you can tell I've had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, we've all around, but I blame I, I, I blame me. Sorry about that. Sorry <laughs> about that. Up the arse. Up the arse. Don't 
Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.